This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. They just can't control themselves, can they? Need to get out there and party on St. Patrick's Day. There has been uh, some articles written about uh, people complaining. There are too many young people out drinking, reveling, standing near each other. Oh, no. Talking without masks on St. Patty's Day. I didn't see it. To be honest, I was quite surprised on my drive home from work on St. Pat's that there was nobody out on the street because usually at 11 o'clock in the morning, the pubs are all lined up. Mm -hmm. Like the day has already started. If you drive through, and I drive through the student area on my way home every day, you'd see, you know, 50, 60 people on a front lawn of a house doing keg stands at that time of day. But oh, yeah. I, there was nothing, and my wife went to, went to work, and she said on her drive home she couldn't believe how dead it was. But there were people complaining. An article about a, um, a business owner in London, Ontario, on Richmond Row. If you don't know London, Richmond Row is like a stretch where there's a ton of bars and restaurants, but there's other businesses mixed in there. And uh, this is a bookstore owner, and she posted on social media that she was shutting down the store for the day because of the super spreader event down the street at one of the bars saying that all the people that are out out on the patio, they're not her customers anyways. They're all too stupid to read good books. Wow. <laughs> and sure, if they're not following the, the guidelines, then maybe they're, they're being a little dumb, but how do you know what books they like? Yeah, they're, they're in university, you know, most likely. Uh-huh. So that's a, they're somewhat smart. And but she is right though. I don't think anybody's stopping by Jack's and then hopping by the bookstore on the way home. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to pound 14 beers and then get a nice nonfiction novel. <laughs> Go snuggle in for the evening. Read a couple chapters. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I did see pictures of that lineup though. And it was long. Mm-hmm. And there wasn't that many masks, but I I was just reading some comments because it was just from a funny angle, so you couldn't really see the distance between them. And some yeah. people were saying that they were kind of congregating in their own bubbles still, while being spread out. But yeah, I think Hamilton, London, both communities, given what St. Patrick's Day is usually like, did pretty well. We're in the midst of a global pandemic. You know, everyone's at their tipping point. I'm just happy it wasn't St. Patrick's Day. Everyone going out there and. Yeah. And going wild. And I'm not excusing anybody partying, you know, maybe being irresponsible, but that book owner's probably just jealous that they haven't been to the bars in a year like the rest <laughs> of us. I, if I was a student, I would 100% be in that line. Everybody farts. Everybody farts. It's time for Taz and Jim's This Week in Flatulence News, and it's been a, a busy week for toots here, Jim. It really has. Starting with this headline, we've talked about non-fungible tokens. This is the latest craze. You know, people all over the cryptocurrency, now they're all over NFTs, as they're calling them. They're basically like collectible digital files. And there's people making thousands and thousands of dollars with NFTs that are old tweets. You mm-hmm. have uh, NBA highlights that are selling for a lot of money as NFTs. Uh, Kings of Leon just released an album as an NFT. So it, it, it's it's like the Wild West when it comes to these things. And there is a guy who has decided that he is going to try and cash in by selling his farts. He has compiled 
a year's worth of his flatulence into an NFT, and he's selling the file. The top bid right now is $197. Here, wow. here is the guy talking about why he's doing it. If there's an opportunity, I want to seize it. And if there's an opportunity to get rich off farts, I'd be crazy not to jump on that. At the same time, I can't help but revel in the fact that somebody might pay actual money for not even a fart, the idea of a fart. Because these NFTs aren't farts. They're just digital alphanumeric strings that represent ownership. It's like buying a certificate that says one fart. Why not? <laughs> Weren't we supposed to have flying cars by now? This is where technology has gone. NFTs of farts. <laughs> you think that one's ridiculous? How about this? A headline, uh, pastor who heals people by farting on their faces claims that he farts the Holy Spirit. Okay, now this makes sense to me. You sent me this story, Jim. There is no way this is true. I It's hard to verify these things, but I have seen the pictures, Taz, of this guy sitting on people's heads, and I haven't seen the video of him uh, with the sound of the fart happening, but I've seen the photos of him sitting on people's heads and then also another 30-minute video of him as a pastor preaching. So this guy's a real pastor, and the, the news story says that, that he farts on people with the Holy Spirit. <laughs> The reason that the church is lined up, people are willing to lie there and let this guy fart on their face is he claims it, it'll make their businesses successful. So not only does he fart the Holy Spirit, but his Holy Spirit farts will make you rich eventually. Well, yeah, it's, it's a blessing for good fortune, right? You're willing to try anything, I guess, if you're desperate. <laughs> <laughs> it's silly now, but if the religion becomes a thousand years old, then it just becomes normal practice. Yeah. You know? This week in flatulence news, Wendy Williams, she's a U.S. talk show host. You've probably heard of her. She had an incident on her show earlier this week. Uh, listen to the audio closely and tell us what you hear. And she probably got five new boyfriends. We haven't caught anybody coming out of the house yet, but just a matter of time. She's not lonely. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I apologize. I apologize. <laughs> Twofer. The crowd reaction is hilarious. Yeah, thank God everyone's mandated to wear masks right now <laughs> in the studio audience. Did you did you hear what I heard? Yeah, it sounds like it, it accidentally happened because she burped and lost control of everything. Yeah. Oh, it's blatant. Double whammy. Oh, I've been there. You go uh, fart, burp, and maybe a uh, sneeze. <laughs> Do the, the holy, holy tr the holy trinity? Yeah, then your business is going to be really <laughs> successful. Jim, we were just talking about uh, a little oopsie daisy that Wendy Williams, talk show host, had live on the air the other day. Um, well, I think the audio speaks for itself. And she probably got five new boyfriends. We haven't caught anybody coming out of the house yet, but just a matter of time. She's not lonely. Yeah. <laughs> I apologize. I apologize. <laughs> Speaks for itself from both ends. <laughs> Apparently, this is not an isolated incident. I just found a story from her friends. This is from a year ago. Entertainment Tonight Canada had a story about uh, Wendy Williams and another past-passing scandal. I kind of remember this happening, but this is... Uh, this is what happened a year ago on her show. But you can't even do that locker room thing. That cop wasn't playing that. I mean, you're lucky you only got battery. What if he filed for sexual what? assault? Yeah. That's not real. I enhanced, I, I turned up the volume, but yes, that that is legitimately how 
the broadcast was aired. <laughs> no. Honestly, you here, could just move on. I, I turned it. Maybe I turned up the noise. It, it sounded louder than her voice. I turned the she noise up. Over lifted a leg. I turned the, the noise up there. a little too loud. I've just corrected it. So this is the original. How the original. But you can't sound. even do that locker room thing. That cop wasn't playing that. I mean, you're lucky you only got battery. What if he filed for sexual assault? Dude, this is real. <laughs> That's Wendy Williams a year ago. But she mm-hmm. she complete she didn't admit it. This time she apologized for the burp at least. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. We don't know if uh, if she thinks she got away with the fart or not, but uh, a year ago she was saying that it was a noise backstage. I don't lean over like this to release a fart. I'm leaning over like this because it's comfortable. You know, if I sit like this all the time, you know, it's heavy on my spine. I don't have the back. I'm not trying to get the back. I like to release my hips and lean. I have never farted once on this show. As a matter of fact, I barely fart. You know why? Because gas gets released several different ways. And mine is belching because all I do is talk. Yeah. She likes to burp instead of fart. Hmm. Or do both at the same time, maybe. Half the time she talks is about as valuable as a fart anyway. So, (laughs) I think she's just going to let it go from here on out. Yeah, own it. Yeah, look at the attention she's getting. We don't really talk about Wendy Williams that much, but uh, here we are. Dude, she can change her name to Wendy Williams. Wendy. Yes. <laughs> like the gas she's passing? Sure, like yeah, Wendy, both wind, yeah. ways. <laughs> yeah, keep looking for little signs that uh, there's light at the end of the tunnel, and we may be on the, the tail end of the pandemic that we've all been dealing with over the past year um and here's one the oscars academy awards are a month away and the academy is telling nominees that um if they're not comfortable attending the ceremony in person then they're out of luck there is no zooming no virtual um award giving out at the um, Oscars this year. So people who get the award can't make their acceptance speech via Zoom. No. Yeah. You have to be there in person. Uh, it's going to be a carefree, intimate, in-person event at Union Station in Los Angeles. They said, we're going to great lengths to provide a safe and enjoyable evening for all of you in person. You know what that means. What? Anal swab tests. <laughs> Quick turnaround. Uh-huh. Pull down those... Uh, sorry, which, uh, which designer uh, slacks are you pulling down so we can Im- administer your rectal COVID <laughs> test? <laughs> Goldie Hawn, Goldie Hawn. Goldie Hawn over here, that's a beautiful dress. Now, uh, now hike it up. <laughs> <laughs> Assume the position. Um, so, yeah, they're probably going to be testing the, the celebrities to make sure that they don't have any symptoms, that they're COVID-free. Um, they're not allowed to bring guests to the Oscars, so if you're nominated, it's just you. There's no mm. plus one this year. 
and they are treating the uh, the ceremony as an active movie set. And as we know from uh, movie sets and hair salons in the Taz and Jim listening area, that movie sets are still allowed to uh, to operate, and they have been through the pandemic. They mm-hmm. just have some restrictions that they have to follow to make sure that everybody is safe. One of the restrictions is Tom Cruise has to yell at you yeah. if you sneeze, <laughs> cough, step out of line, anything. <laughs> they need, they, they're not going to have any security on hand, just Tom Cruise berating people. This is the gold standard of award shows! <laughs> I don't know, masks? Are they going to be wearing masks in the audience? Are they going to be wearing masks on the red carpet? Once they get inside, they take them off. I guess we'll have to tune in and see the Oscars are a month away, and it will be, just like the old days, kind of, an in-person award show. Let's bring Hammer Manny into the conversation. I was just talking to to Manny off the air there. He's in the Y108 studios in Hamilton. Hey, Manny. Hey, boys. What's going on? Oh, not much. Repeat what you just said to me, what you accused me of off the air. Okay, so I I saw you were eating something, Uh and it reminded me of something that I had been meaning to tell you for a while. And that is that I, I feel like you love corn because <laughs> whenever you say corn, I can hear you smiling. And it's like, I don't know. It's just stuck with me ever since. Huh. I don't know if you're talking about me or Jim. I think you're getting us confused, Manny. I think I think what Manny hears is, you know, Manny, I'm from Mitchell, which is home of Corn Fest. That's our small town fest. And we've oh, talked about it that. before. Yeah. So anytime Taz says corn, he smiles because he looks at my reaction to see if I'll get excited about corn. Yeah. I think that's what's going on. It's like when you say when you say cookie or you say outside in front of your dog. You want to go for a walk, and you you know the dog's about to get really excited. Yeah, yeah. So whenever okay. I say corn, I look at Jim, and I'm excited that he's excited. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> but it's true. we both kind of love corn for I various mean, this, reasons. This is making me want you know some corn, some corn on the cob. <laughs> yeah. Corn on the cob season is is coming up, guys. Around the corner, yeah. It's around, around the corner. Oh. Hey! Hello! Look at that smile on your face, Taz. You love corn. I love corn. You love corn. (laughs) (laughs) So versatile, you know? (laughs) Ethanol. We are talking about the food, by the way, because I know corn may be slang for something else, um, but uh, the the food. (laughs) Also, the band. I love the band Corn. The band Corn. Grew up with Corn with the K. I mean, popcorn okay. at the movies. Let's go. Jim, corn you're from pops. Mitchell, Ontario. The, corn pops. The home of, of Corn Fest. I don't know if Corn Fest will be a go this year again. I know it was uh, it was curbed last year, but uh, hopefully you can get back to Corn Fest soon. You love corn, but you don't love it as much as this guy from Sarnia. Uh, shortly before 1 a.m. on August 28th, 2019, a uh, police officer in Sarnia... Uh, saw a guy sitting on a white chair in a dark alley behind a movie theater. 48-year-old man was completely naked and he was soaked in something uh, and he was pleasuring himself. Hmm. Now, the police officer investigated found that this guy was uh, covered in corn oil. (laughs) (laughs) Now, he loves corn. Now, how do you catch that guy? (laughs) Like trying to catch a bar of soap. <laughs> well, that's like that's such an odd even move. You, even when you get him into the cell, he can probably <laughs> slip between the bars. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Trying to put them on those leather seats in the back of the cruiser, just slides all the way to the other side out the other door. Right. Oh, this is man. a story that has come out uh, this week, but uh, Sarnia, back a couple of years ago, this guy was arrested. And uh, um, his excuse was that he was drinking with his friends and he thinks someone put something in his drink. <laughs> That does sound like a bad trip. I could see maybe being on acid or something and, like, that happening. But, I mean, it seems like it's something he may have thought of doing before or is, like, in his repertoire. Uh-huh. Because how would you, even if you're messed up, how would you think of that? Where's the corn oil? <laughs> Get me the mazola. <laughs> Gonna have my own little corn fest behind this <laughs> movie theater. We would like to give a big Taz and Jim kudos to the Waterloo Brewing Company. Kudos! They say they're going to drop the prices on the beer that they sell to bars and restaurants in an effort to help them battle through the COVID-19 pandemic. George Croft, we've had George on the show before. He's the chief executive of Waterloo Brewing. He says, COVID's crushing effect on our local economies, workers, and businesses is apparent to everyone. And despite the optimism optimism for vaccinations to restore momentum the coming months may be harder than anything we've experienced so far so they're dropping the prices down so bars and restaurants can make a little more profit on the sale of the waterloo brewing beers which is very nice we've talked jim especially with saint patty's day just passed about the challenges that restaurants and bars are facing they've got staff that don't want to get back uh, back to work because they are worried about being in contact with people or they just like getting paid by the government for staying home and doing nothing instead of having a job. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you have, you know, owners of bars and restaurants acting as servers, bussing tables. It's it's tough for them. And this is one step in the right direction. Uh, Waterloo Brewing also challenging others in a similar position to do the same. So do you hear that? All other breweries? <laughs> I'd like to take it a step further. I think they should make it cheaper for the consumer. Add the beer, everything. Buck a beer, every beer. Here comes the real reason we brought this up on the air. <laughs> Everybody drop your beer prices. I think it would be the best thing for the pandemic. Mm-hmm. This is kind of scary. Grenades, grenade launchers seized in London, southwestern Ontario probe by the OPP. The OPP announced uh, earlier this week that an eight-month probe uh, targeted organizations, bikers in London, Brantford, Ancaster, Paris, St. Thomas, Oakland, and Barrie, leading to 268 charges against 10 people. And the list of stuff they seized... It, it almost is, looking at this list, it's almost like a uh, a Christmas carol. They seized 31 guns, 81 grenades, two grenade launchers, 22 other prohibited devices, three explosive projectiles, 10 kilos of cocaine, 98 kilograms of cannabis, more than two kilograms of hashish, and 16 kilos of magic mushrooms. <laughs> now that's a Christmas party I want to attend. Holy cow. I don't know if I'd want... Grenade launchers and 81 grenades lying around the house or the same house as 16 kilograms of magic mushrooms. That seems yeah. like a... It's like you're painting Easter eggs and you don't realize you're painting grenades. It's a dangerous combination. That's crazy. Seeing the photo that was attached to this story, like, 
It, it's my like I've never seen grenades being confiscated uh-huh. by the police before. In, a, in an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie or a Sylvester Stallone movie from the eighties, they'd always there'd always be the one point where the guy would go into the trunk, and you're like, "Oh, what's he doing?" He comes out with the the rocket launcher, yeah, or the grenade launcher yeah. on his shoulder, and, and it's the like, guy who's already been roughed up a little bit, and he's at the end of his rope. <laughs> so like he's got like a torn sleeve, and he's had enough, so he grabs the rocket launcher, and his one last ditch effort to take <laughs> care of Arnie. Exactly, never goes his way though. <laughs> that's crazy. Man. I know. Good I, on the cops because that's scary. That, yeah. that was just out on the out on the streets. And nice of all those uh, police forces to work together: London, Brantford, Ancaster, Paris, St. Thomas, Oakland, Barrie, the OPP. Uh, shout out to everyone for for getting that stuff off the street. Um. Oh, there was some MD- MDMA in there as well. Just forgot. For- Seven hundred and fifteen grams of MDMA for good measure. Holy cow! Yeah. In my 20 years of investigating organized crime, I haven't encountered this volume of explosives and weapons, says Staff Sergeant Scott Wade, the head of the Biker Enforcement Unit. What a bust! Clip that's going around the internet yesterday at the PGA Honda Classic, a golfer named Sebastian Kaplan. Um, He had a ball that was resting right on the, the edge of the water. So it's like a scene out of Happy Gilmore. He took his his shoe and sock off on one of his feet, on his right foot. And he also decided to take his shirt right off, Jim. Yeah, I get the shoe and the sock. I don't quite get the shirt take off. <laughs> I didn't even know you were allowed to do that at most golf courses. Rules? Yeah, isn't there? Well, I guess there is. You have to wear certain clothes to begin with, so yeah. taking them off is probably a no problem. No shirt, no shoes, no service. <laughs> but here's the, here's the call. Of uh, of him trying to hit it out of the water. Sebastian Kapelan. Interesting shot here. Just kind of play it like a bunker shot. Pretty it's, good. That's Not quite bad. that's quite good, David. Way quite is- good considering he's half naked <laughs> with a foot in the water. Mm-hmm. The thing is, the tournament's in Florida. Wouldn't you be nervous sticking your foot into any water hazard in Florida? Yeah, you really would. I wonder if you like throw a rock in first to see if anything moves. You know, we all know what happened to Chubbs. <laughs> Damn alligator, bring my hand off. That's the alligator. <laughs> <laughs> it's only got one eye. Uh, he, he did get it on, so it was a nice shot, but uh, unfortunately, his follow up putt did not go in the hole. Oh, I didn't see that far. Mm. That sucks. <laughs> I wonder if he just played the rest of the round like that. Shirt off. Yeah. Tarps off. Sun's out, well. guns out. Yeah. Justice League. The Snyder Cut is here. Finally. coming. Yeah. Not to be confused with Schneider's Cuts, which are just <laughs> delicious pieces of lunch meat. Yes. Also great, and I uh-huh. look forward to for a while. Some nice Schneider's Cuts. <laughs> they should have done a tie-in. Really? Yeah, totally. Just like the Phantom Menace was on every piece of food uh, when that movie came out. Yeah. They could have Snyder cut, Schneider's cuts. (laughs) (laughs) Super ham. Super ham, yeah, sure. Fat man. That's, that's, uh, I don't know, just a big sausage. (laughs) So this movie is four hours long. People are a little confused as they start watching this movie because the first thing that pops up before the film even starts is this message. 
This film is presented in a 4-3 format to preserve the integrity of Zack Snyder's creative vision. And it's usually the, backwards. Yeah, the 4-3 format is like a square. It looks like the old... Uh, remember you go and you rent the wrong DVD and it wouldn't fill out the whole screen once you got your new mm-hmm. high-definition TV? Yeah, there'd be the black bars on the side. Yeah, black bars on the side instead of black bars at the top and bottom. Or even if you watch an old show on Netflix or something like Simpsons, you know, it, yes. if you hit the right button, it'll be 4 by 3 just like a standard TV we all grew up with. It looks like a TV show. Mm-hmm. And people are like, well, why the hell was this Zack Snyder's vision? He knew the movie was going to be in theaters. Why would he make it TV-sized? <laughs> a 1995 yeah. TV size. That is weird. So you can enjoy it on a plane better? Apparently, it's for IMAX screens, which is all fine and dandy, Zack Snyder, but you know the movie's not going to be out on IMAX screens. Everyone's going to be watching it on their televisions. <laughs> You're releasing it on a streaming service. So wouldn't you, wouldn't you want to make the the format optimal for TVs instead of an IMAX? Well, I think because everyone's just going to be stretching it out. Sure, but when did the, when did the ball start rolling here for the Snyder Cut? Because if it happened over a year ago, before COVID came down, or even halfway through COVID, and you knew the release date was in 2021, you would have thought theaters would be open by now. Well, even back, like I said, back when you'd go to Blockbuster Video, there was two options. There was mm-hmm. the standard and the, there was the widescreen. So why isn't there a widescreen version of this yeah. that we can watch on our TVs? Because you know you hit the the aspect ratio button on your controller and you can you're, people are going to be stretching it out and it's going to look worse, Zack Snyder. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm very confused as to how this happened because I'm assuming the original Justice League was in widescreen. So if that footage was shot widescreen and worked widescreen, then they're trimming stuff off the side. Like, I don't get it. Yeah. I'm, I'm no, very no, confused. I, I don't know if that's how it works. I think they shot it originally in 4.3 because they want it to fill up the giant IMAX screens, right? Those are widescreen too. I don't. I don't understand. I'm no, so confused. They're, they're more. They're taller and. <laughs> are they? Yeah, I don't. I thought know. they were wider. I don't and know. Thinner. It looks. It looks like a square, and there's black bars on the side. <laughs> if you Odd. watch uh, Justice League this weekend, don't be confused. There's not something wrong with your TV. That is Zack Snyder's creative vision. <laughs> <laughs> the Snyder cut is he cut off. The sides of the movie. Thank you very much for checking out the Taz and Jim podcast. If you want to listen to us the old-fashioned way, live on the radio, you can do that on FM 96 in London or Y108 in Hamilton weekday mornings from 5.30 until 9.30. Or subscribe, keep downloading the podcasts, and we'll keep talking.